Yes, schools through the screen again, just like everybody else right now. So I'm glad that we also uh, can still stand firm in the promises that God has placed in each of our lives. Amen. So uh, by saying that, I'm going to continue the series that Pastor Ewan had started. Uh, that's called Game Plan. And God has a plan for every single one of us. And I believe that his plan will be carried out to completion. All right, before we start, I'm going to just uh, pray for all of us. Father, we thank you for the opportunity once again. Thank you for the day and the days to come that you had in store for every single one of us. We are so grateful to be where we are today, God. Despite all the challenges and all of the difficulties and all of the pressures that are coming from every direction, God, we want to stick with the plan that you have for each of us. And thank you for today that your word is yes and amen. We want to declare all truth upon every single person today, God, that only the truth will set everyone free in Jesus' name. We just thank you. We are ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I titled my message this morning, uh, Auditing the Heart. Auditing the Heart. I know we do a lot of audits. If you are in the uh, financial world or if you are uh, uh, managing logistics and all this uh, inventory-related stuff, you know, we do audits almost regularly, right? So... The heart, in this case, is a place that is so contained, right? Uh, the Bible says, if you look in Luke chapter 12, verse 34, it says, For where your treasure is, your treasure is, right? Treasure is place where you deposit things. The, the place that you deposit it into a location, or into something uh, that will contain, or it's a containment, something that is concealed, right? Okay, I'm sure everyone here, or all of you who's watching, I believe uh, uh, none of you would share your PIN number to your bank account to almost everybody, right? Maybe yes, you do to your spouse, <laughs> right? Because you want it to be concealed and contained, it's like the best secret place, especially for all of them jewelries, right? All of your ladies who like to collect jewelries, right? All of the high-end stuff that you keep for many, many years. Uh, maybe things that were passed down to you uh, from, you know, the generations prior to where you are right now, right? Those things can, can be so valuable where you want it to keep it in the very secret or contained place that no one can access easily same case with our heart right many times you know this heart of ours uh, even uh, for those of you who are married maybe your spouse doesn't even know what's going on in there maybe your own loved one doesn't even uh it's not fully aware of what the condition of the heart of your spouse so in this case, what the Lord is wanting to say and address this morning is how is it in the front of him? What is the condition of our heart in the eyes of the Lord? Because, you know, many times, maybe over the years, we have contained it, we have sealed it in a way that uh, even the Lord, you think that the Lord is, is, uh, is uh, 
uh, not able to access it. You think that the Lord cannot see it, but you're being deceived. And all these years you've been carrying all of this without giving a chance for the truth that is found in the word to even audit it. All right, let's, let's move on. There are three areas I want to share with you with this regard. Okay. Every one of you here has a heart, right? <laughs> None of you doesn't have a heart. I'm sure you all have a heart, including those who are young and also the old ones. All of us have a heart. And that is what God wants to address this morning is our heart. Right. Let's move on to the slide. Each of us has a starting point. All right. First, I want to cover is a place of origin. The place how all of this, uh, whatever it is that is happening in your life started. Right. Some of you in the era or in the period where you are busy with your uh, building your business or your career. Some of you maybe right now in the area where uh, you're just studying, you're learning, you're doing a lot of observing, right? You're going out doing all kinds of research uh, to, to be able to point you out to where you're supposed to be going, right? And maybe some of you are already at the place where, you know, everything is all good. Things are in place where they should. Maybe your kids are grown. Maybe your kids are already, uh, you know, uh, uh, self-sustained that they can be independent. They can handle their own lives. And maybe they even started their own lives, right? Each of us has a place where this whole thing started. All right? Yes, of course, it comes by age too, right? <laughs> I know. I'm getting there. All right, 50 is just right around the corner for me and my wife. Hello. We all started somewhere. Okay. These are, I listed some questions in, in my uh, notes. You know, where did this all start? Number one, where did it start? When I, when I asked this question, where it starts, I didn't ask where uh, you started your investment. No, that's not what I'm after. I'm after, I'm after of a, where did this whole thing start with regards to you and the Lord who had called you by your name? Where did it all start? Did it start while you were in the, your teenage years where, you know, you're doing all these crazy things, all the wild things that you could imagine. And all of a sudden there's a knock in your heart and say, hey, I'm the Lord, I'm the God who called you. Hey, you know what? I'm the one who's about to rescue you. Maybe some of you started it in the prison cell. Maybe some of you started it in the, in the comfortable uh, room of your house. Maybe some of you started it when you're in some kind of a, a worship camp or in a retreat place where you just, in a quiet moment, all of a sudden, the presence of God is just so thick that you can't even deny that it is the living God who was there and started something that is powerful inside of your life. Where did it all start? Where did it all start? I'm sure you have that answer. Number two, second question, who was there to begin with? See, many times as we cruise along, right? As we've embarked this journey of life, you know, where you are today, sometimes we, we tend to forget who was there along the side of you. We are pressured right now. We think, oh, you know what? It's all me. I got it to where I 
was able to be where I am today. It's because of the gift and the skill set that I have, man. You, you have nothing to do with it. There's a lot of this argument in the family context as well, right, where the husband thinks that it's all because of him that the success was there in the family. Maybe some of the uh, woman in the house or the, the, the uh, wife in the household thinks that it's because of her. She's the one who always does the correction, all the reminding, all of the uh, uh, backing up, right? All the helps and the, the hard part was handled by them. Was it really? Was it really? Who was there really when this whole thing began? I believe the answer is Jesus. Through his spirit. He was there all along. He was there before even uh, you are fully aware of what you are uh, made of. He was there before you you even uh, able to earn your own dollar. Your first own dollar. He was there all along. He had a plan all along for you. Thirdly, what persuades you? What persuades you to even want to go? You know, when I gave my life to Christ, I was already in a, a family man. I was already, uh, I, had, I started a, a family already back in the uh, late 99 to early 2000. Um, I just didn't know what it was. I thought it was something so powerful. It made me cry almost every night. <laughs> it's like, man, I, someone who had issues with temper like me before is like there's just no way this thing is in me i didn't know what it was i shared with my wife and then somehow she's also experiencing the same thing so we were able to cruise along and then something that is of god that persuades me to want to even take this step forward to go and start pleasing him blessing that follows this persuasion that you do you know what persuades us to want to come to God to want to come close to God is faith only faith persuades an individual to want even want to be near at all time yes the the good news is there it's telling you it keeps reminding you God is always near he never leaves you nor uh, forsaken you he's always there but faith that caused you to persuade this this uh plan that god had already initiated in you is something something that is so powerful that no one can do it on your behalf all right that's what persuades me and i believe same way, same goes with you what persuades you to even want to uh begin that journey with god is that faith that god started in you and, of course, the last question in this part is, what did you bring along? <laughs> it's always the, the catch-22. I'm sure you know what I mean. Right? When we give our lives to Christ, many times there's stuff that we already uh, are associated with. There are things that we had maybe uh, carried along with us, right? Your, maybe your uh, uh, Pokemon <laughs> I know. 
I don't even know what that is. But I heard that it can be powerful in the lives of a, oh, in the life of a person. <laughs> Some of you already have Pokemon in, in their possession. They gotta, you got to carry that all along everywhere you go, right? And here comes the knock, and then you started the journey, and the Pokemon came along with you. Or just like me, my cage, right? I was already married, right? I was already married. I had our, our first child at the time, right? There you go. I got to carry them. I can forsake them and then just leave them behind. I carry them with me. So my question to you is, what did you bring along to begin with? I believe many of us, many of us, maybe there are some exceptions, but many of us, we started it with almost nothing. Don't you agree? We started with almost nothing. Once the day, from the day we left our, our uh, father's house, our parents' house, we started with nothing. Yes, you are blessed when you are left with some kind of inheritance, maybe some kind of a, a, a amount of money or funding to start with. But many of us started it with nothing. He's the one who had caused every single one of your day in your life to experience the increase. You know, for you to be able to, to be for you to be able to. To multiply, you have to have something to start with, right? You cannot multiply something you don't have. God placed something in your life that he was able to multiply over the years. So my question to you is, what did you bring along? Maybe you have forgotten it. Maybe you have forgotten it all these years. With all of the changes and, and uh, experiences you had in life, you totally forgot what what you bring along the first time. Maybe it's just a bag of clothes. Maybe it's some kind of skill that God placed in you. You're so skillful to do this thing that no one else can do. That's how God puts you in the success. Maybe you are so uh, uh, pursued to do something that no one else would dare to do, some kind of invention, maybe some kind of uh, uh, ideas or whatnot. What did, it what, what did you bring along with you at first? You got to know this place. You got to know how it all starts. There's no way you don't. So that will determine how the condition of your heart at the beginning of this journey. You would remember, you know, how vulnerable you are. You would remember how desperate you were. Maybe at the time. Just nowhere to go. You had no clue what you ought to be doing in this life. And all of a sudden, boom, the wisdom comes. All of a the sudden, there you go. The favor from God was just upon you. You got to audit your heart from now and then. Every now and then. You just got to have to see where you are. Because in the third part of this message... It's going to measure it all, okay? Place of origin. Just don't ever forget. Secondly, places you have been. Places you have been. Okay? We've, we've, come to, we've encountered many different things over the course of our lives, right? Some of you maybe in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 
just like me. We've gone through uh, many challenges and difficulties. Maybe we've, we've overcome many storms, right? And uh, have you ever questioned yourself what you had encountered during those days, during those uh, journeys? Maybe you've gotten sick, so sick that you're about to die and you totally forgot about it. What have you encountered? Maybe begin to take inventory of what you had encountered over the course of your life. Maybe in your teens. Maybe you were ever locked up. You just didn't, <laughs> you totally forgot about it. That you have been in a prison at once. Or maybe you've, you've gotten so much trouble where uh, your dad or your parents had to bail you out big time. Maybe you, you, you were exposed in, uh, uh, publicly where you were just so destroyed. You just had no hope. You just think that this, this, you know, that was the end of your life. Just no, no, no way out. And then here you are, 20-some years ago, uh, uh, later. Smiling, laughing, jumping having a good time, and you forgot those encounters. God bailed you out big time, and you completely forgot about it. Answer that question. What have you gained over the course of this many years of your life? This is usually make the big shift in a lot of the people of faith. When they start gaining things, they become so heavy. When they start having gains in their career, they began, they began to become a person who, who thought that, you know, they're untouchable. I caused this to be what it is today. I built this company from scratch. I invented this, guys. Don't you remember? I raised that kid. You had nothing to do with it. You're always busy working. I raised that kid by myself. You know that? Don't you remember? It's always the fight. You know, I was the one who uh, spent all day outside. To work, to bring food onto this table. I was the one who's always there tired. And you did nothing. All you do is just watch TV in front of your phones all day long. You didn't even help. I came home. The laundry is all messed up. I came home. There was no food. What are you doing? There's always this fight. Many times when we gain something, we become one step Higher than we were. Don't you agree? Of course, you walk differently once you have your bachelor's degree. I can guarantee you that. You walk differently when you are promoted to be the manager of a department. You walk differently. I can guarantee you that. All of a sudden, you don't want to eat at McDonald's. Because why? I, I can afford Things that are more expensive than McDonald's, man. I don't need to go back to McDonald's. I remember back in my uh, school days, I used to buy this uh, <laughs> uh, 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 19, 19 cents burgers or 29 cents cheeseburgers. 
Me and my buddies always buy them in a bag of 20s, and then you just freeze them. That's going to last for two weeks. <laughs> yes, there, were, there was a time where McDonald's, you know, sell them for cheap. Oh, right? You've gained things over the years. You possess things that were more than before. You had it all figured out, and you become the master of it, right? And you started building the wall around it. Even to your own spouse, you started building a wall around it. Oh, she will never find out this one. I started my own account elsewhere that she doesn't have any access to. She doesn't need to know this one. Because if she knew, man, I guarantee you, everything will be drained in 48 hours. That's what happened. When you start gaining things, you got to be careful. Always go back and audit your heart. Just say, hey, what is this for? What, what do you think? Uh, communicate back to your loved one. Communicate back to your uh, 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 um, circle where the people who cares for you the most, the ones who always pray for you, the ones who always check on you and finding out things about you. Check with those guys. If you're married, go back to your spouse and start, hey, telling them, hey, you know what? I just got a promotion. You know what? They gave me bonus in cash, man. They gave me bonus in cash. What are we going to do with this? I don't know what to do with it. But if you're so used to with a corrupted heart, to operate things, especially in the regards of gains, right? When you gain things and you just spend it all by yourself without even communicating, without even sharing it, this is what happens. And things will just build. That's why you begin to start building this wall around things that you accumulate over the years. In this case, your possession, things that had added value to your life, added value to your personal being, you begin to put a guard. You know, starting from your own spouse, your own family, and then next is start, you're, you're guarding it from your God. You became so, so self-sustained. You don't need other people's help anymore. You just go, you're out there on your own. You become so self-centered. You become the master of storing things. You have assets everywhere that no one ever knew that you have, including your own spouse in your house. Then those things begin to eat you. Now my last question in this area, after you've been through so many different places, storing so many different kind of things in life was the one who was there at the beginning still with you? That's the biggest question. Have you ever checked on your heart? Is God still in this with you? Operating this much financial? Operating this much asset? Is God still in the picture? Just like he was in the beginning. One who actually started it all.
Do you even consult Him with regards to your future investment? Do you even ask God, Lord, I got this much. What should I do with it? Or you just went ahead off. Okay. He only, he only pitched in 100 bucks in the beginning. That's all he's going to get, 100 bucks. The rest of it is all me. Yeah. He chose me to be successful. So there you go. I'm living it. Ask this question to yourself. Is God still the one who is your best counsel, the top executive in, with regards to making decision in your life? Check with him. Or have you checked with him? Have you even shared with him with what you have? You know, we've been so many places, right? In fact, I'm going to share a story. There's this story in the Second Kings. If you have your Bible, you can open up with me. This is a, a, a huge, one of the huge financial breakthrough in the Old Testament. Maybe you, I don't know, if you haven't, if you haven't, uh, if you have uh, read the story, let me read, let me read it to you, okay? Second Kings chapter 7. Now, there were four lepers, men, at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting, why are we sitting here until we die? So, they were in the, in the, in the place where huge famine is there, right? Plus, on top of that, they are lepers, you know, people with great condition in their body. So every day they wake up in the morning among other lepers. What they talk about is about dying. They don't talk about other things. They don't care about what they want to eat. All they talk about each day to each other is that, you know what, we're about to die. Oh, no, I'm still not dead. Oh, you know what, we're about to die. I'm still not dead. We're about to die. I'm still not dead. And they woke up this morning and they start saying, why are we still sitting here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, so we shall only die. So die or death to them is it's not a big thing anymore. They're about to die anyway because they have no food left. They're in a the great famine, right? Might as well them taking the risk to just enter the city of the Syrians to get killed. Maybe they are in their favor that they will spare their life, right? This is what happened. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrians' camp, to their surprise, no one was there. <laughs> this is what happened, right? For the Lord has caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, uh, the noise of the great army. So they said to one another among the Syrians, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the high tides and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. This is their assumptions. And guess what happened? Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left their camp intact. Right? Pay attention to the word intact. Pay attention to the word intact. Their tents was left behind. In other words, the housings, right? Their horses were left behind. 
and there. The horses talking about transportation, things that will get you places, things that will make you to become productive, right? And their donkeys were also left behind. Those are stocks. Those are supplies. Those are stuff that can uh, produce foods for you in, in your life, right? They were left behind. And they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank. And not just eating and drinking. They what? They carried from it silver and gold and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back. And you know what? I'm sure there are more tents, guys. Let's go check out the other tent. So they did. They went to another tent. They did the same thing. Over and over again until they discover, you know what? We're going to get in trouble. Let's share this to the king. So they went back and tell the king what happened. Whew. And then the prophecy came. You go back to verse seven, I mean, uh, chapter 7, verse 1. The Lord said to Eliza, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, tomorrow about this time, a seah, of fine flour shall be, shall be sold for a shekel or a, just a piece of silver, okay? And two seahs of barley for a shekel, also a piece of sal, uh, uh, silver, at the gate of Samaria. If you read, continue reading the story through enough, by the time this whole thing come to pass, everybody that was in the you know, Israelite people just begin to came, I mean, uh, enter the, the Syrian city and just blunder everything that was there. They were able to eat. They were able to, uh, you know, live their life to the fullest. Gold and silver was just there all over the place. And things, the valuation of things at that time is just dropped to almost to nothing. In one day, in one day. Sometimes we've been to so many places in life that we fail to put valuation on things through the lens of God. Many of you in this situation are so pressured, you think that you could never make it out. Maybe some of you are tied up with so many different kind of bills. Maybe some of you have lost your job. I'm not saying that you're not, you're the, the unfortunate one. No. Look at all these lepers. They just talk about death all day long, every single day. Within one day, God restored their life. This was beyond projections. This was beyond what analysts can produce to you. This is beyond then all kinds of forecasts that you can get out there. This is what God is saying. Tomorrow at twilight, the price of barley will become close to nothing. What God is saying to you, come on. You started it with him. Where you are today maybe is a challenge to you. Where you are today maybe is a burden to you. But come on, let's go back to what he's saying to you at the beginning. If he was able to turn this type of economy from famine to 
abundance within a day, he can restore your life in no time. I can guarantee you that. All you need to do is check your heart. Check your heart. Are you so distant from God because of the financial crisis that you're in? Are you so distant from God because of your pressure or the condition of your body? Is that because of that? And you go back to God and say, Lord, I know it's painful. But I remember the plan that you have for me. I remember what you said to me, God. And I'm going to stand firm on your word. You've been to many places, I'm sure. I've been to many places. Some of those are fun. Some of those are enjoyable. Some of those are painful. Some of those are, 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 are troublesome. But if he's the one who called you by your name from day one, he's going to take you to the end place where he had prepared for you. All right? Lastly, To your current place. Where are you now? Yes. Maybe it's so many years. Uh, you've gone through. These challenges. This type of challenges. Whether you want to blame it on the circumstances. Or the situations. Or you blame it on yourself. Just go back to God and say. Hey. What has changed? Just. Begin to say this word, God, what has changed in me? What has changed in me? It's only been eight months from this whole thing uh, take a turn, right? What has changed in me from eight months or beginning of this year, 2020, and today? What has changed? God will reveal it to you. God will reveal it to you. Second question in this part of uh, my message is back to the one who started it all is the one who was there from the beginning still with you is he still the soul counsel of every decision that you will make in your life is he the one the master counsel that you ought to go to for you to get answered. You are where you are today. Nothing can change that. You are in the condition that you are today. Nothing can change that except the one who had placed you there today. Only him that can change the way you are today. Just like the way he changed the leper's Men, as they enter the Syrian city, God can do the miracle. God is still in the plan that he had started in you. He never backed out from the plan, you know that? He never backed out. He's always there with you all along. Maybe you got distracted. Maybe you're so disturbed where you don't even know that he's there. The challenging questions and is going to pretty much... Uh, finish what I have to say today is will you give everything that you have within your possession including the one that is hidden in that box including the one that is so concealed where no one can see even your own spouse doesn't know including that will you give those up 
and start over. You can ask this question. Maybe you're too uh, prideful to even uh, say this in front of your wife or your husband. Go to your room and start telling God with the condition of your heart today. Because if he was able to take you this far, if he's able to take you this far, he can go back to the beginning of the course and take you even further than where you are today. If you believe it, you just say amen. God has it all. He never backs out. Once again, he never backs out from what he had started in you. I'm going to read and close with this word from Mark chapter 10, verse 21. This is regarding the young, the rich young ruler. He came to Jesus and said, hey, Lord, teacher, I've done all this. What would it take for me to enter to whatever it is that you are telling everybody? And Jesus said, and looking at him, he loved him just like he loved all of us including all of you out there who's watching. He loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, right? right? Being rich, usually everything is all in place, right? You have no issues with uh, financial, but you lack one thing. He told this uh, guy, this rich guy, say, go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven if that contradicts you this morning then you need to go back and ask God to just restore your heart if the statement of Jesus to this guy that is basically asking you that very same question will you give everything And then follow me. You have treasure in heaven. Just like you had even before the beginning of your journey. You already had treasure stored in heaven for you. Right now, you had accumulated. Maybe you had accumulated or you have gained so much. Where it was, you know, in, in today's society, it's so hard to let it go. It's so hard to give it up. Jesus asking you am I that corrupted asking you today whether or not you are willing to let it go you can ask this question am I that corrupted where this thing is too heavy for me to give up this thing is too precious for me to even let go from my life I'll pray for you I'll pray for you nothing is so difficult for God to do God can restore all things including your own pride God can remove those pride if you just surrender to him today God can remove that pride out of your life instead of running away from the presence of God just like this guy did you know you know what happened to this rich young ruler after he was so boast up and prideful about his his uh uh, accomplishment and his success what happened after Jesus asked him this question he turned away and just couldn't believe what he asked him to do he just refused to do it because the pride it was just too great 
This is another opportunity for you to just give your pride to Jesus. I'm sure you're blessed. And let me just pray for you. If you're out there today, maybe during this period of sermon, God is just touching your heart. God's just touching your heart. Hey, you remember this incident? Or maybe, hey, you remember uh, that uh, deal that I had caused to happen in your life? Hey, you remember about this uh, fall in love, the fall in love thing that you had with your spouse? You remember that moment? You remember how desperate you were? You remember when uh, the time where you were sick? You remember? I'm sure God is saying something. Let's begin to audit our own heart. Whatever it is that you can do is just surrender. All right? And if those of you who are struggling today, I'm going to assure you one thing. He never backs out. He never backs out. He, when he started that plan, he's going to take you all the way to completion. If you just hang on there, okay? Just begin to pray and just surrender your life to Jesus. He's going to show you what to do. He's going to show you where you can find peace. He's going to show you where you can easily maneuver and overcome the storm. He has it all figured out. Amen. Lord, I just pray for every individual out there every man and woman, Lord, that you care for them so much that is beyond every kind of valuation, that is way beyond than what they even think of them themselves uh, worth today, God. Lord, just remind them, Lord Jesus, that they are more precious than gold, that each one of them more precious uh, than what they, their mind can even think about themselves today. Lord, I just thank you for that assurance. Just give the big pat on the back, Lord Jesus, what they've gone through. Maybe uh, the accomplishment that they've done all this uh, uh, throughout these difficult times. Lord Jesus, Lord, help them, God, to remember all of these things that will restore joy in them, oh God. We just thank you. Uh, I pray, God, that you will seal every plan that you had for every single one of them, God. As you believe, I'm sure God's going to show you the outcome. He's going to show you the grand plan of what you're supposed to be doing in this time. All right? Just believe in his word. Lord, I just pray also for those who are sick today in their body. God, if you can restore all kinds of sickness according to your word, Lord, I declare that healing power right now upon every single person's body. Doesn't matter what it is, God. Every name will submit and bow before your name. In Jesus' name, I declare that victory, God. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this brand new week that is ahead of us. I pray, Father God, for a strong, stronger journey, God, uh, as we carry along this path, Father, with you. Just thank you for the reminder. Just bless everyone, dear Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. God bless you all. God bless you.